0: What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Friday will make a week since the United Auto Workers strike against the Big Three automakers started. In a social media post, UAW President Sean Fain said Friday is also the deadline for some progress in the negotiations, or else the strike will expand. If we don't make serious progress by noon on Friday, September 22nd, more locals will be called on to stand up and join the strike. Automakers say they're trying to negotiate a deal that respects the workers while keeping the companies competitive. The auto workers are seeking pay increases comparable to the pay increases the big three CEOs have seen in recent years. A man charged in a 1995 murder in Van Buren County has been sentenced to 25 to 50 years in prison. Juan Luis Solis Reina was arrested in Mexico last October for the murder of Jose Cruz Armillo Aragon. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says Solis Reina fatally shot Arminio Araguan and dumped his body in a Decatur vineyard on April 24th of 1995. He then fled to Mexico. Solis Reina was extradited back to Michigan following his arrest last year with the victim's family saying they wanted closure. A jury trial of Solis Reina took place in the 36th Circuit Court in July and he was convicted. The Sheriff's Department says Judge Kathleen Brickley handed down the 25- to 50-year sentence this week, along with another two years for a felony firearm conviction. The sentence came after emotional victim impact statements given by several family members of Armillo-Araguan. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety has put out an advisory to residents about coyotes running around in town. On Facebook, it says everyone should use caution and stay away from the animals. Michigan Department of Natural Resources Wildlife Outreach Coordinator Rachel Leitner tells us coyote attacks on humans almost never happen. Coyotes attacking humans is extremely rare. It's certainly something to keep an eye out for, especially if you've got exposed trash or things that might be emitting food odors that it could certainly attract wildlife, including coyotes. So what should you do if you encounter a coyote? If you do see a coyote, they have a remarkable fear of humans and they tend to flee as soon as they see you. So stand your ground, make a lot of noise, and that coyote will flee the area. Residents are advised to keep a close eye on smaller pets if coyotes are known to be in your area. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety says the animals are not friendly and everyone should keep their distance. Incidentally, it is legal to hunt coyotes year-round in Michigan. Check state and local regulations before taking any action. Lakeshore's Roosevelt Elementary School has received a new honor. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. It's been named a National Blue Ribbon School for 2023-24 by the U.S. Department of Education. Lakeshore Public Schools says the award recognizes schools for outstanding academic achievement or making significant progress in closing the achievement gap. Roosevelt is one of only 13 schools in Michigan to receive the award this year. The school was selected based on its performance on state assessments. The National Blue Ribbon Schools Program honors public and private elementary, middle, and high schools where students achieve very high learning standards or are making notable improvements in closing the achievement gap. Lakeshore Superintendent Greg Eating says that becoming a National Blue Ribbon School is both an honor and a responsibility. None of the other 12 Michigan Blue Ribbon Schools this year are in southwest Michigan. Andrew Green, WSJM News. There will be a cleanup event at Waco Beach this Saturday. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission's Marcy Hamilton tells us they're working with the Alliance for the Great Lakes to pick up trash and then log what's found. She says similar events have been held in the past with great success. As part of the event, Hamilton will give a presentation on water quality preservation. We're so lucky to have 84% of North America's fresh water right here and Lake Michigan and the Great Lakes. So it's really important for people to understand what role they can play and help protect not only the Great Lakes, but all of our creeks and rivers and streams and wetlands and lakes in the area. Hamilton says this Saturday's cleanup will start at 10 a.m. Those who take part will receive free water bottles and donuts. You can register online or you can register at the event. We have a link to more information at our website. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have approved several infrastructure projects. At a Monday meeting, they authorized the reconstruction of Division and Columbus Streets. The work will be done by Northern Construction Services at a cost of just under $3 million. The project will include replacement of the sewers, water main work, asphalt paving, curbs and gutter work, and sidewalk improvements. Also on Monday, commissioners authorized a fire hydrant replacement contract, also with Northern Construction, in the amount of $185,000. This will replace five fire hydrants around the city and include installation of line stops to allow for future hydrant placements. Finally, Monday, commissioners approved a contract with B&Z Company for the replacement of sidewalks in several locations. They will be working on Thresher, Monroe, Union, Hastings, and Territorial. More sidewalks could be added later if funding is found. The sidewalk contract is for $293,000. The Berrien Community Foundation has met its goal for the Food for Good Challenge, which it started to help Feeding America West Michigan mobile food pantries meet their funding gap. Foundation President Lisa cripps Downey tells us not only did Berrien County come through with raising $20,000 to help, but the Food for Good effort is going to continue. We know that this need is not going away. In fact, as we talk to food pantries and we continue to stay in touch with food pantries, we know that the need is continuing to climb. And so we are going to keep the Food for Good Fund open and we're going to continue to watch that need. In addition to the challenge, grants totaling $36,000 from the Food for Good Fund were awarded to eight traditional food pantries by the Berrien Community Foundation Cripps Downey says 14% of Berrien County residents are food insecure, and that's only getting worse as prices stay high. The Food for Good program will support food pantries around Berrien County. You can donate at for foodforgood. The South Haven City Council has granted a five year contract extension to the firm that runs its farmers market. At a meeting in August, the council was considering the matter when it heard a few vendor complaints about laser property management and opted for a tentative one-year extension. However, Farmers Market vendors came out in force Monday night to tell the council they support the management team. One vendor with a lot of experience said the market is being run well. I have seen good managers. I have seen bad managers. I have seen unorganized managers. I have seen organized managers. And what I would like to share is that the way the market is run now does not even compare to the way it was when I first started. City Manager Kate Hozier said her staff did a survey of farmers' market vendors and found most are satisfied. They had concerns about general operation, but not so much as the management. And we did hear some in there about ways to improve management, ways to improve the market overall. But what I am seeing is that a number of the vendors are very happy with Gene and Brad's management of the market. Hozier said they also did an audit of the market and found no issues. The council approved that five-year contract extension with a few additions, including a new formal grievance policy and a policy change about signage. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources is encouraging everyone to help prevent the spread of the invasive spotted lanternfly. DNR Invasive Species Coordinator Joanne Foreman tells us the spotted lanternfly is found around the eastern United States. It has only so far been found in Oakland County in Michigan. She says the bug is a nuisance that sucks the sap out of trees and then drops out a sticky substance that attracts insects and generates mold. The DNR asks everyone to keep an eye out for this fly. What we really want people to do is to check, especially if they're traveling in from states out east that have infestations of spotted lanternfly, check your vehicles, check anything you had outdoors with you. Make sure you're not letting them hitchhike on your gear or your vehicles into Michigan because it only really takes one to lay some eggs. The DNR has launched a campaign called See It, Squish It, Report It for the Spotted Lanternfly. Foreman says anyone who sees one should do just that, squish it. An adult spotted lanternfly has a yellow and black abdomen and bright red hind wings with black spots when its wings are open. We have a link to more information and pictures at our website. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.